You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scry. We've got some mailbag questions to get to. It's Mailbag Thursday. Feel free to continue to tweet at mm-hmm. us. We go back into the archive, try to figure out what questions you guys have sent to each of those handles and then relay them on the mailbag episode. We also have some reports that the Charlotte Hornets are interested in Miles Turner. We'll tie that in the first segment. Also, Kimball Walker, our buddy from yesteryear, not going through great times with the Boston Celtics. He wants out. Looks like Boston had tried to move him, which is not surprising given how this season had gone. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to some Kimball Walker discussion later on in the podcast as well. Don't tune out of it because you're going to miss some good stuff here today. Mailbag questions. Nada, let's tie in Miles Turner with a mailbag question that we got in from our buddy, Senor Fantastico. He writes in, question for the pod and especially Walker Mail. What would Indiana really want from Charlotte in a trade? Because it would probably start with PJ and a first round pick question mark. So here's how I'll answer that, right? Um, Let's discuss this first. Actually, I changed my mind. I'm all over the place. Let's change. I'm going to change my mind. Yes, you are. It's early. It's early. And we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to. So let's, but let me ask you this, this, Nada. What do you make overall of the reports? How much do you buy into them? Given that it's not necessarily from the most bonafide, the woges, the shams of the world. What do you make of this report that Charlotte really wants Miles Turner badly? I believe it. I think he fits everything that James Brago wants. So do I think that Miles Turner is the great whale that everyone wants in Charlotte? Yes, I do. Do I think they'll get him is a whole different whole, whole different discussion. But if Miles Turner gives you 18, nine, three blocks and the ability not to get pounded on the glass in the second half, that kind of fits everything the Charlotte Hornets need. Now, if you're expecting Gobert with with range, yo, that's your own fault. Like your expectations are entirely too high. But for if you just want a competent big, a competent modern big, I think he fits the bill, and I think he takes them to another level to where you can start saying, hey, maybe this team is top six good. Like, I am, like, that's how so- that's how sold I am on him. Like, he makes them top six good. And at the same time, as long as you don't give up too, too much, and granted, you're going to have to give up a lot, and I understand that. But if you give up the right pieces, you can fill in those holes. And if you do that right, Again, you're going to be top six good. You're going to avoid the playing game. And that's when we can really start evaluating this team. And that's when you, quote unquote, maximize the LaMelo ball window. And that's all that So matters. to me, first of all, this is kind of getting reported to by the Twitter handle uh, and the person that works for the Indy Star, Jay Michael. I think Evan Massey has talked about the Pacers looking to deal Miles Turner. At least they're listening to offers. The Lakers, Knicks, Celtics and Hornets are, quote, expected to show interest. Those are a couple of the guys that have talked about Miles Turner. Um, but 
I, I think when it comes to this question that we got from Senor Fantastico, I think Indiana's looking for more of a playmaker because Aaron Holiday has kind of been in and out of the rotation for the Indiana Pacers. I think they want somebody that could really make life easier for some of the other players on that roster, like us a bonus. And so it makes a lot of sense that they'd be willing to part with miles Turner because they got another stud big guy in Sabonis, who offensively is way more gifted as far as just facilitating triple double guy down there. And so we, we've seen these types of reports before. I think that they would be looking more so in the backcourt than they would be in the front court because you know here the question states it does it start with pj washington and a first rounder i don't necessarily think that they're going all in for a pj i think they'd be i think they'd want him don't get me wrong but i think a backcourt guy could get it done and i think that would be a little bit more easy to swallow for hornets fans because we've got some backcourt depth especially if you bring back a Devonte graham like we think they are you pair him with lamello ball you know, the, the, the salary that matches up the easiest, it's Terry Rozier. Okay. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. And maybe the Indiana Pacers would find some value in Terry being good and also being on an expiring contract. I don't know how they would value that. They, maybe they would want to go big game hunting and allow Terry to walk, or maybe they feel like they could get the inside track on a, an extension with Terry, but that's where the money is the easiest, right? You would have to do a sign and trade with a Cody who you'd send him home back to Indiana. You know, maybe if they wanted Devante, maybe you would do a sign and trade with Devante, something to the tune of what miles Turner is making, which is $18 million a year. Maybe you send some kind of protected first. The other thing I want to address that you brought up real quickly you, you said it would take a lot to get miles. I don't think it would take a ton. I, I don't, I think it would, I mean, PJ and a protected first that gets it done so much to the point where, you know, I like PJ. I think it's a guy that is going to be good. Oh no. You ship him out for that tomorrow. Tomorrow. We drive him. To oh, the airport really? No, I'm not driving him. You can drive him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hide the keys <laughs> for miles Turner. I, and for, you know, I love Turner? miles. I just, I mean, and I guess it depends on the protection on the first round pick, but you are talking about a guy that's going into his third season in the league that shot close to 40% from three point land the last couple of years and is a great small ball uh, center. When you look at the net rating as well as even defensively, PJ has shown that he can switch quite a bit. I love miles. You know this. I love miles. I'm not saying it wouldn't be hard, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. Walker, I, that, that's not something I would do. I don't think I would do it. Walker, I, I, mind you, did you forget all those second halves where this team got basically punked on the on the glass where they would literally Well, the shoot. thing is, Miles isn't a good rebounder, Nada. Like, you, you brought up the numbers 18, 9, and 3. In reality, what those numbers would be, even if you account for some of the volume taken away from him because Sabonis is playing, we'll give him 15 points per game, which would be the most he's ever averaged in his career. If we gave him seven rebounds per game, that would be slightly above what his average is. And then you go to three blocks. That's what his average was last year. And he led the league. He's led the league twice in the NBA in blocks at 2.7 and 3.4. So in reality, what you're really looking at is 15 seven and three, which is good numbers on 35% three point shooting and also the ability to switch. And you're probably, and you're talking about what top at, at least top 10 defender, except for when he deals with some brutes down low and he can get punked every once in a while. So th that's the thing, right? Like th that's the reason why I'm not going to give up the farm, but I recognize miles would help us a lot down here. in Charlotte. Now, now, now you say this, you say this, do you know the numbers 
uh, of bigs that we again? Do you know the numbers offhand? Because I'm looking at them numbers right uh, for Miles Turner offhand. Oh no 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 of the bigs right now that this team had last year. F- Cody Zeller averaged nine point four points per game and had six rebounds a game. On and, and less Mac minutes, and, and so that and that means yeah, in, in less, less minutes, minutes played per game, he was still fair, getting as many as fair, Miles. Fair, fair, but you see what I'm saying. This is a massive upgrade, and this is where yes, I am doing this. Like I am doing the protected pick. The only my only caveat is that I'm not sure I'm trading the ele- the eleven this year or where. Like depending on where they're drafting, I'm not sure I'm trading that pick. Because I think they need a wing. And I think that fitting Miles Turner in along with uh, along with this team and depending on what it is. And I love PJ. I'm giving him up. I'm giving him up in this scenario. And I think – and I also think you're going to have to. You're, you're going to still have to make that choice between Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. And that choice ain't getting any easier. Like, so if – you're going to make the choice that Miles Bridges is the is the horse you're going to back. I think you kind of have to do it with a with a guy like Miles Turner. I think that makes it, I, again the Miles and Miles franchise of front court. I kind of like that. I don't know yeah, about you. No, I, I do. I, I think PJ and a first round pick would be something I would rather hold on to instead of Miles. I think you put a backcourt mate in there that's obviously not Lamella Ball. I think I'm more inclined to do that. Real quickly, we will take a break and get to more mailbag questions. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game's rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. I mean, you really don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control. That's you. You're the player. You're in control, winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. So you know exactly what you're getting from your opponents. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. I'm telling you right now, I used to play daily fantasy baseball and I loved it. There were some times that I would actually hit big, but when you go towards the top of all those standings, it's guys that run software programs that have different permutations of lineups that they're putting up there and then they destroy it because it takes money to make money in that and that's what they do. That's the living. But here you actually know the lineups that you're going against. You're in total control. Stat Hero is a DFS the way uh, is Dan is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be. It's one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on sign up for free and right now you can get three times back on your first play again. Uh, they're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of a hundred, maybe 200 possibly, but 300 that's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. we got more mailbag questions coming up next. This is locked on Hornets. Nada. You asked me about why I don't have the sneakers app and asked if it's that I'm too good to have the sneakers app and no, Here's the thing. <laughs> I, you guys are addicted to this drug that brings more yes. pain yes. than it brings joy. And I th- that that feeling that you guys get when you are able to attain a pair of sneakers, it keeps bringing you in and I don't want to be addicted to that drug. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? We already talked about the grasshopper cookie that they sent out. It's amazing. Okay, maybe it is a tiny bit crumbly at the top because of all of those crunchy cookie crisp that's on top of the chocolate bar, and it is so good. Maybe you eat it over the wrapper. That's the only thing that I'll say about it because it is so tasty. When you talk about it, not only being so tasty, having that cookie crunch, which is all important, but also it's low in sugar, it's low in calories, it's high in fiber, and it's high in protein. And best of all, you can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's go through these mailbag questions that we have after the Miles Turner one that we got here. Nada, the next one. This one was written in by Charlotte Sports Despair. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you saw this interaction. So he writes in this, Lockdown Hornets mailbag question. After the way Miles finished the season, <laughs> is Walker Mail still mad about the SGA trade? <laughs> Which I always I like I used to I used to talk about SGA quite a bit. I what realized you mean, used right, to? I'm I'm doing no, this is not me. Hey, look, I even tweeted at our buddy Charlotte Sports Despair, and he said no one's disputing that you brought it up. You did not bring it up. So that was me. I'm a little bit gun shy when I hear about SGA because people got mad at me for all of this, right? Um, here's what I'll say. Okay. SGA is clearly the better player. Yes. No one, no one is going to argue that. No one should yes. argue who is better between those two because clearly it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. The guy was amazing with Chris Paul, and he even stepped up without Chris Paul. It was somebody that took his game to another level. In fact, it felt like OKC was even kind of holding SGA out of game so they could continue to tank and get a higher possibility of getting one of these top prospects. So SGA, crazy efficient, mm -hmm. good shooter. Mm -hmm. We all know his game, right? Yes. He's clearly better. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I would still rather have him. I guess angry is the word I'm hung up on because, yeah, I was angry on draft night. I, I mean, it's it's a classic <laughs> fit that I threw in Spectrum Center and Doug was giving me the side eye like, dude, we're on the ho uh, Hornets home court here. Like, you need to stop. I know you're mad, but chill out, dude. And so, yes, I am not that anymore. And you know me, like I've, I've turned on Miles. Last year, I thought he was really bad mm -hmm. and I was a little scared about what would happen. This year, I have I've certainly flipped. I mean, how could you not? The guy was awesome. I think there was some real growth. And so I'm happy. So I guess to answer your question, no, I'm not mad anymore about it. I mean, clearly I would rather have the all-star right now, almost an all NBA potential guy that I think it, uh, that is SGA having him and LaMelo in the backcourt, I think would be fantastic, especially defensively SGA would help. So no, I'm not angry as hell anymore. Okay. Um, but Obviously, if you gave me the choice between the two, I would definitely pick Alexander. Yeah, well, well, see, the thing is, and I think Nada, come on. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and do you're it. Choose it. You're choosing. You can't. You can't sit there and seriously tell no. me that you would rather have Miles Bridges over SGA. I'm not. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. I am again. I may be crazy. I'm not full crazy. And, and mm -hmm. no, I, I can't do it. Am I mad about it? Still, no. But I, as always. I continue to point out that if we drafted SGA, there's probably a really good chance that Devontae Graham's not here. So, like, I, I get it, and, and this is this is how I choose to look at it. You got Miles and Devontae for SGA. That's the only way I choose to look at it because otherwise, I would probably be on your side. Like, I, I am I met what I preferred SGA probably, but when I look at 
just the overall and the fact that Rich Cho blew those last two picks, those last two second round picks on Billy Hernan Gomez, which would look incredibly putrid now on its face had they just drafted SGA. I, 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 uh, you know what? I'm just going to sit on the fence and I'm just going to be uncomfortable and everybody else. Will- you are. You're swinging those feet. You're sitting on the fence so yep. much. You, you didn't know where to go. Which side are you going on? That's fine. That's how I answer that question. Thank you. As always, Charlotte Sports Despair. The other one that we got was Michael Jones. He wrote in this, not necessarily a question, just a thought. I thought I would put it in here for you, Nada. Michael Jones put um, with the Giannis talk. Well, first, let's go to a different question. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go to the NBA discussion in the third segment. It's Warrior 86. He writes this in. How is Nerlens Noel an upgrade over Biz Back Biombo? And how is Daniel Tice an upgrade over Cody Zeller? Now, two different parts here. Mm-hmm. We've addressed this a little bit in a couple of different podcasts. One, I mean, I, I'm I'm completely agree with one of these parts and completely disagree with the other one, right? Nerlens Noel is clearly a lot bigger uh, he, upgrade than what Bismack Biombo is. I mean, it's just Nerlens Noel might bounds. flirt with an all defensive third team NBA selection this year. That's how good he He's was. He's been so the block percentage for him was crazy. You look at him protecting the rim, being able to be mobile enough out on the perimeter and switch. Nerlens Noel is a huge, huge upgrade mm. over what Biz is. Um, now Daniel Tice is not over Cody Zeller. No, like that's you know that that one's fair. You know that one's fair. I I would be angry if we made such a big fuss, right? It's it's almost the adamant stance that this organization and maybe even specifically James Brago had against Cody Zeller that if they allowed him to walk and then they were like, "Yeah, Daniel Tice, that's a lot better. Now I'm not going to complain about the five spot anymore." That would be hard to swallow because it, it's it's just the way that they've dug their feet into the we don't love our center cement. Yeah. And now here you are with Daniel Tice coming in and we think that's an upgrade. Not, I would have a real problem with that process. Here's the thing. You, we're looking at this as a zero-sum game. Now, mind you, it, let's, say, let's say for, for just, one cent, just the sake of argument, this is, a, this is a situation where you have to just outrun the The Charlotte Hornets have to outrun the bear. And the Bears this time is just Bismack Biombo. So if you're telling me that Daniel Tice is here, I'm assuming to soak up all the Bismack Biombo minutes and nothing more. And if Cody Zeller came back and it was a Cody Zeller, Daniel Tice center rotation, would I be uncomfortable with it for the most part? Probably. Would I care all that much? Nah, not really. But if it's for Bismack Biombo over Daniel Tyson, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I personally think that it's just – if Daniel Tyson's here, he's here as a backup and a backup only, or he's in there for spot minutes. I don't think they're bringing him in here to start. I think he's a backup center. I think everybody in the league knows he's now a backup center. And most importantly, I think the Charlotte Hornets recognize that. I think he's the side dish. He's just the bear. He's just got to outrun. He's just got to not be Bismack Biombo. And I think everybody would be okay with that. Who would who would turn into the bear on second level Nada when you would play PlayStation All Stars because he was a force to be reckoned with. The PlayStation All Star game, yes, right? Yes. Ratchet Clank. Yes, I do. I do remember. Uh, the, the who who is that guy? I forgot who it is, but I know you. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember his name right now. 
so anytime that we would play PlayStation All Star, uh, PlayStation All Stars in college, I loved Ratchet Clank because I would use that gun and I would just go to town yes. on people. But there was one guy. It, it was like from some fighting game, and the second the second level that you could get to to show your special. Oh, move that was from Tekken. Was, was yeah, a, the, the bear from yeah. Yeah, I think it was Tekken. Yeah. So it was this guy that would turn into a bear and then he would chase you and he wreaked havoc. He was fast. Yeah. You had to try to be. Uh, I tried to use my ratchet agility that I had to try to outmaneuver him, but it would not work all uh, all that much. And so when you say outrun the bear, I twitch a little bit and go back to my PlayStation uh, You're playing days when I was in college. Yeah, I, I just got a little nervous. Let's talk about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate, and Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can now use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes and plug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible. That one I struggle with. So you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Lockdown NBA Network listeners can go to Lucy.co and use promo code LockdownNBA to get 20% off all products on your first order including gum or lozenges that's lucy.co that's what it says right here and use promo code locked on nba at checkout we also have to give the disclaimer that this is a warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco nicotine is an addictive chemical lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on nba all right let's get to one more segment kimball walker discussion coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets all right I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Michael Jones writes in here, Nada, also, uh, when we were talking about the Giannis Atenacumpo discussion, right? About Giannis trying to get further into the playoffs than he ever has been, receiving a ton of criticism. Michael Jones writes this. How I think about Giannis is more David Robinson now. Great player, but somebody that compliments winning titles instead of creates titles. Now, I don't know what you want to do with the David Robinson comparison because he did get some help when Tim Duncan came over. I don't know if that's what you want to address. I more so want to address the second part of that. Do you think Giannis in the age-old good old sports radio debate that I'm bringing back from 730 the game, do you think that Giannis can be the guy the person that puts everyone on his back, right? That could just win games outright for you in the playoffs, even with his jump shot limitations. Yes, but I also think that it takes a shift in mindset. He can't be the guy that initiates the offense. Like, he's got to be the roller. He's got to have a lot better touch around the rim. 
I think it was Nate Jones that pointed this out, and he he's right. Like, Giannis just needs a couple of moves, man. He just needs a hook, uh, like a floater game, something. Because if he can't get to the rim, then there's nothing else for him. But at the same time, like, he just needs something. He needs something in that intermediate game. And I think he'll be fine. I think he can be the guy. He just can't initiate everything. I think that's where we're at with him. I think we're overthinking it. I just, and I also think at this point, like, Coach Coach Bud needs to go. So I can't call him David Robinson either because David Robinson just had some really, like, him and, like, thankfully he got luck. David Robinson got luck in the back half of his career with Tim Duncan. But before that, he just had some really, really bad luck. And he Yeah, dude, David David was a different yeah. animal, right? Like we're talking about somebody that went for 70 once, I believe. We're talking about somebody that had a quadruple double. Um, I mean, David Robinson was unbelievable. And yeah, he got help when you got the twin towers and you could play some uh you could play basketball with twin talent yeah. types, right? David, we all know about the infamous series where he gets destroyed uh when yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon watches David raise that MVP award above his head and Hakeem's like, "No, that's mine." And then it would be the Rockets that would go on to win. So, it, it, when you're going against Hakeem all that often, like yeah, he's just not better than the dream. But still, I I don't know if David Robinson is necessarily the right comparison. Um that is uh, by the way, brought to you uh, by Michelob Ultra because today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage along with Giannis in this specific scenario is brought to you by Mick Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Something that's not going to bring oh, us no. enjoyment here, Nada. It's the Kimball Walker discussion because as we saw last week in a surprise move, Danny Ainge stepped down as the head honcho of the Boston Celtics personnel decision or personnel decisions. And now it's Brad Stevens, who is not going to be the head coach any longer. And instead, he's going to be uh, he's going to move up as the president of basketball ops. So now here we are with Brad Stevens making all of these moves. And even since that report came out. Now there is reports that Kimball Walker wants out of Boston because even Boston had flirted with the idea of trading him. And so it's say, no, I don't break up with you or you don't break up with me. I break up with you kind of scenario. Thing about Kimball Walker is it's a bad contract yeah. now. That's how it's viewed around the league. Somebody that's breaking down. His body is starting to break down. His field goal percentage was down a little bit from the previous year. Same thing with his three-point percentage. And you just can't rely on his health anymore. He's getting older, and that's a big boy contract to hand out to him. And Charlotte, they left him. Maybe or they let him leave. Maybe you didn't like the way they did it. But I always thought it was the smarter decision to allow Kimba Walker to walk. What do you make of all of this noise around? It makes Kimba? me sad. If I'm if I'm honest, it, it it makes me sad. I I was one of those that thought Kemba deserved better. He deserved because because I have no aspersions on this team ever winning a title in my lifetime. I really don't. I just I am one of those that believes that this team, if they got to the second round. Three out of five years, that's a successful five-year stretch for them. And if they made it to the playoffs in another one of those years, that's cool. But I don't expect a title, so I would rather honor the people that come here, keep the lights on, and show us again and give us a reason to care and cheer. And Kemba for so many years did that. 
And I do feel like I need to explain this because people took this and ran for a little bit. I'm not talking about trading Gordon Hayward for Kemba Walker. No, 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 no. And, and there's no way he's coming back because I think the bridge is burned on both sides for this one. I think it's going to need. I, I think it's going to take time. I think it's going to take a lot of again, a lot of time, a lot of behind closed doors talks, and I, I like because I think he's one of those guys that when we start talking about people who actually deserve to have their name retired, their jersey retired, Kemba Walker is like one like one of the first ones that should. So, man, that is a monstrous contract. Yeah. You know, I. <laughs> I look at it. He's 31 years old. His body's starting to break down. And in 2022, 23, he's going to be making 37.6 yeah. million. You know, it, it's he's got 70 more, I believe, guaranteed on uh, on the rest of his deal. Oh, man. And that's a player option, by the he's way. Gonna so of course, he's going to yeah. opt into it. The, the Celtics are going to have to attach something for somebody to take on a, a Kimball Walker. And look, he can still be a helpful yes. player, right? Like this isn't, this isn't, you know, Nick Batum. Okay. I don't want to stress it to where it's Nick Batum, where you're attaching assets just to get off of his contract altogether. Like Kimba comes in and he does help you when he's healthy for Key sure. Word. But the well, money, when that he's he, healthy, uh, right. And, and the money that comes in, you've, you've got to give something up. And, and I don't know what the Hornets would do or uh, excuse me, the Celtics in that scenario would do like, what would you give up? You know, would you give up protected first for him? Like one, would you give up a Neesmith? Does, do people value Neesmith and a Grant Williams or a, a Langford enough to go after those types of guys along with Kimba and a protected? Like I, you know, one of some of those combinations, I don't know. I don't know what the value is for Kimba right now, but it is sad to see that it is kind of uh, crashing and burning a little bit with the Kimba Walker scenario up in Boston. All right, that'll do it for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks for sending your questions in at Walker Mail at Not of the Scribe and at Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to Stat Hero for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Hollinger and Duncan, have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.